there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. And we are off. Welcome in. Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas. And this show is brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, here's a schedule for today. Guess wise, Sal Palantonio is going to be on an hour from right now. He'll join us for approximately 25 minutes at that time. Adam Chernoff later on. Also, same deal with Adam as always, every Friday football season. He's going to be on for about 25 minutes. And Mike Pritchard, former NFL player, NFL betting uh, analyst here at VEASAN, he's going to be on the show a little bit later on. We have plenty of props to get into. We have divisional round trends over the years. And we have four monster games on the schedule. Yes. I, Paul, I always thought that next weekend was my favorite weekend of the playoffs. I liked it more than the Super Bowl for a long time because it, to me it was all about the journey over the destination. Do you think this weekend's actually better? Yes. Four games, big boys playing, a lot of intrigue. I always think this week is better than the championship Sunday. I've come around to that. Yep. I got props and notes and stats coming out of my ears. I wouldn't want it any other way. It's getting close to the end. Uh, It's a little frustrating. Now we'll be talking about March Madness soon here, but I'm with you. This is going to be a great weekend. And uh, maybe we get some upsets. As we talked about on Monday, you got great quarterbacks. You got powerful one seeds. You have the Love and the Stroud story. You got a 250 to one shot and a 225 to one shot still alive in this round. It's yeah. not. So everything you want is in play here this weekend. Yep. So the first 250 to one shot, basically in that range, that's the game to kick off tomorrow. And that is Houston playing at Baltimore. They were a dog last week, small, albeit at home, and they got the job done in convincing fashion over the Cleveland Browns, and like how much, again, was that Browns defense Fugazi compared to being what they were like at home? Uh, on the road, they were a totally different defense, and they, they were obliterated by this very impressive rookie that we have in C.J. Stroud. The first ever start that he made was against the same opponent in Baltimore. Ravens hanging tight here, 9.5-point favorites. Total is at 43.5, and, and then you start to look at some of the uh, injury reports for this game. Will Anderson was limited yesterday, as was... Sheldon Rankins on the defensive line. Malik Collins, same thing. Jonathan Greenard, again, on the defensive line. Linebacker Denzel Perryman was also limited. You, you really cannot run the football on this Texans team. They've been great at shutting it down. You can pass on them. Other than the Colts game. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's exactly spot on. That's why yeah. that was so surprising. You can pass on them. And so, like, what's the game plan here for Baltimore? Is it Jackson's going to win the MVP? And if they can't, the ground game's not there. 
Edwards is not going to be, you know, in theory, again, truly effective. Is this going to be a big passing performance from Lamar Jackson in this game? I think that's what the recipe is here for the Ravens. Okay. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they have success on the ground, though. And based on what happened in the Colts game, that kind of scared me a little bit with how Taylor uh, ran wild on him. And it was alarming. I mean, they didn't have to throw the ball if they they didn't have to do that on fourth down. Uh, But the Lamar Jackson issues, and we talked about who's under the most pressure this weekend. Is it Lamar? Is it Allen? Is it Purdy? He's going to win the MVP, only has one playoff win, 12-plus days rest, 1-6 ATS, laying more than a touchdown, 1-8 ATS. They said he has a different look in his eye. He played well in that Tennessee game when they were the one seed. The turnovers did him in in that one. I mean, 10-and-a-half, you take Houston. 7-7-and-a-half, you take Baltimore. The line seems about right. Uh, I don't think they'll be rusty, and what a shot in the arm this could be if they get Andrews back. And that's certainly in play here as well. Houston's never won in this round. They're 0-4 in the divisional round. The other thing is, how do you slow down Stroud? I mean, it's a great top-five Baltimore defense. Imagine if Stroud has all his weapons. Noah Brown, IR, Dell out for the year. Schultz was in and out of the lineup. I mean, imagine if he was healthy and it, uh, these guys were healthy and had all the weapons. So what he did last week in, in the win and the youngest quarterback ever to win a playoff game, it's amazing and incredible what he's done. The public is going to be all over Houston, and that's what concerns me here. But it, it, it's a, I think the Ravens win, but is it going to be by 10 or more? I don't know. Mm. It's, it's tough. I'll give you this. So you mentioned it, the Ravens' pass defense it is elite. <clears throat> when you go by DVOA, they're number one against the pass in the entire league. No position has consistently gotten to them this season. Talking about wide receiver ones, twos, threes, tight ends, running backs, whatever. They've been good at shutting everything down with this exception. And we got the news yesterday. Marlon Humphrey mm-hmm. has been ruled out of this game. Our buddy Paul Charchian, he just, he cannot, he's been texting, and I love the guy. He just keeps texting me with more notes and more notes every single day. He came on yesterday, could have had him on for an hour. He said, oh my God, Mitch, when Marlon Humphrey misses games for Baltimore, they're not close to the same pass defense. So when you go back and look at this season, Marlon Humphrey missed the first three games of the year. Who did they play to begin the season? Well, that was C.J. Stroud's first ever game. They played Joe Burrow, who was not close to 100% at that point. And they also played Anthony Richardson in his third ever NFL game. The Ravens allowed 184 yards per game only to wide receivers with no Marlon Humphrey. 184 yards allowed to wide receivers over the full season would rank 31st in the NFL. So that is what that dude meant to their pass defense against those quarterbacks I just mentioned for the first three games of the season. Who's he throwing to, though? Well, Collins Charge, has been... I know, but that's the only guy. Yeah. Charge loves Schultz under yeah. receiving yards. So what, do you have one catch against Cleveland? So if, if, if I'm only throwing to Collins, and that's the only guy he has for the most part, and the Ravens know that, maybe it's going to be a tough day. Number one in sacks, uh, great number one in turnover differential. They've won six of seven, plus 90 point differential. Uh, turnover differential, top five. Uh, this is just a you know great team with their A game right there with San Francisco. The one thing that would concern me is the last couple of years, these blown leads. So even if they're up big, does Houston come in the back door and do they make it close? Because you look at the, these double digit they, twice they've had uh, double-digit leads in the fourth quarter and lost, and that's been an issue the last couple of years. Sure. I'll tell you the guy who I really like, and we saw him pop last week, he's from Las Vegas. So the name has been circulating here in town for a long time when he played high school football. I mean, the talent is just oozing out of Brevin Jordan. The guy should be a serious threat in the NFL. I, again, playing that position, can you play more as a wide receiver potentially? That guy with Schultz as a combination should be good, but again, when Charge comes on, makes the case for Schultz to go under, and the Ravens have been absolutely elite for the most part, shutting down certain positions, then it's difficult. Um, also, does this mean anything to you? Steve Mackinnon, vcin.com, great mm-hmm. numbers every single week. When you talk about rookie quarterbacks going back since 2004, in this spot, when, when rookie quarterbacks are looking at an, a point spread of seven points or more, as is the case in this game, they've only won 29 games. They're 29 and 169 straight up, and 81, 108, and 9 ATS, that's 42.9%. Or is C.J. Stroud completely nope. different? We throw that out. Throw it out. Throw it. Look what happened last week. Experience was supposed to matter. Quarterbacks who haven't played a playoff game against quarterbacks who have played a playoff game didn't go well. So I, I throw that out. Um, the other thing, there's just, you know, maybe we get some wind. 
I played under 44 in this game, which is risky business. Houston Texans, every single road game the first half has gone under this year. Baltimore's 14-3 and ATS first half run uh, as well. And the last 10 home games for Baltimore in January, all 10 have gone under. But this is incredible that you're not only have as every road game gone under first half for Houston, you're only talking about 14 points combined in those. All of them have been low scoring, mm-hmm. which is nuts. So we'll see if it's more of a defensive struggle. Maybe there's some wind issues. Uh, maybe uh, Ryan's goes conservative early. You know, tough. It's a tough game, but I'm, I'm concerned that you're going to see the public be all over Houston here. And maybe Baltimore runs them out knowing that this is, you know, they, they are everyone's asking them about 2019. They can't get away from it. They've changed sure. their practices. They've changed their schedule. Lamar knows about it as well, talking about the rust. So this is, I mean, they haven't hosted an AFC title game since 1971. You have that angle too. So everything on the line here, I think you get a huge performance and win for the Ravens. So which big, okay, that, that's going to answer my question then. I was going to say, which big favorite do you think has a tougher time on Saturday? Ravens or the 49ers? God, it's tough. Yeah, Having said what you just did, I would yeah, lean in 49ers probably struggle a little bit then. Yeah. Well, I mean, both well it comes down to Purdy, though. I mean, does Purdy implode or is Purdy solid? I mean, this guy's got a lot to worry about. Is he the starting quarterback next year? Does he get paid? He's got a roommate, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to go out and deliver here, and I know he only had one hiccup this season uh, when he wasn't concussed. But a lot of pressure on him, and that's that's, that's a tough game as well if Love can continue this. But um, I, saw, I come back to Shanahan against Barry. And I think the 49ers should be able to do what they want offensively. Um, who knows? Maybe it's two blowouts, just like last year. Maybe that happens to start mm-hmm. the day. Um, Kansas City, you had the Henny injury, but they uh, won by more than a touchdown. And then the Eagles blew out the Giants in the late game. So these are these are tough games. Here's the thing. You, you can run. Trying to find a way for Green Bay to stay in this game and to potentially be there and have a chance to win. Yeah. You can run on the 49ers. When you look at overall numbers on the season, rushing EPA per play, they're 26th overall on defense. And there's also this note that since about the midway point of the season, the 49ers have struggled against the outside uh, outside zone. In fact, they rank dead last, shutting down that specific part of the running game. Um, the Packers absolutely destroyed Dallas last week with outside zone runs. So, like, how patient will the floor be? A.J. Dillon is questionable in this game. Mm-hmm. Could that actually be a good thing if he doesn't play? So then we get more Aaron Jones and to see that guy play and get him 20 carries in this game. Niners could run all over Green Bay, though, too. That could absolutely happen. Green Bay was lousy against the run, especially yards after contact. That could be a problem. McCaffrey, Debo, the creativity and imagination from Shanahan. Maybe that's too much. Uh, I was going back and forth with Frank B. as well, sharpest guy in the business. I think that I'm, I'm confident the, the Packers are going to get the ball to start the game. Yeah, so am I. Shanahan defers. He's not going to change his mind. LaFleur is going to take the ball. He's going to want to do what he did against yeah. Dallas again. I would look at no score first five-minute prop. But it looks like Green Bay, very confident Green Bay is going to get the ball to start the game. Yeah, and that, that first drive, if that's the case, that first drive is going to be so huge. If they can go down yep. and score again, again, they have scored the first touchdown of their games nine straight. So if they could do that... But if not, then they punt, give the Niners the ball right back, and they're going to get the ball at halftime. Up next, more games over the weekend, including a 13-2 under run. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome in. Here we go. Yeah, we're live in downtown Las Vegas. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. Typically, it's Wednesdays with Vito Sun. Today we'll call it Friday with Sal Palantonio uh, as he joins the program for two full segments. We love talking to you, Sal Pal. How you been? I, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. It's been a while. Let's go. It's yep. the divisional round of the playoffs. This is my favorite weekend of the year because this is the weekend where you find out who's going to the championship games. And uh, the games are super competitive and Super close. I know the point spreads are big, but I think these games will all be very, very competitive. Very good. We'll get to those coming up in a second. Uh, but you were really hot and bothered the last time we talked to you about the Eagles, and you basically said they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs and win a game. Like, seriously? You can't trust Philadelphia against anyone right now in the NFC, and they were blown out. They were embarrassed. Some people have said that they quit in that game against Tampa Bay. Uh, your reaction to what you watched in that game on Monday night, and where would you put it with Sirianni on the hot seat? Well, I think uh, what's going to happen today is Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, is going to meet with Nick Sirianni at the Novacare Complex, and they're going to have a come-to-Jesus moment. There's no question about it, because uh, Jeffrey Lurie's organization was embarrassed for not just one game in Tampa, but really for seven, eight weeks. A slide started happening, and they couldn't get out of the way of the avalanche. And Nick Sirianni had no answers; and admitted as much. So when your when your coach goes up on a national on a podium on a national audience and says, "I couldn't stop the slide. We were in a rut. We couldn't figure out what to do." Uh, I don't think you want to go in to the office with your boss and say the same thing. You better have a plan. To get out of this. If you don't, uh, you know, he could be really on the hot seat. Right now, I would say, guys, 70-30, he comes back, but with changes in the coaching staff. Okay. This is it's a tough call, too, because it's the players say it didn't happen, but did he lose the locker room? And if he lost the locker room, then I maybe Lori's hands are tied uh, and, and add in the fact that how much they miss Steichen and Gannon. Yeah. So there's definitely, there was definitely a lot of talk in the locker room about what, Hey, what are the coaching? What is the coaching staff doing? What kind of plan do we have here? You heard a lot of grumbling, some of it on the record. Uh, and it was clear in their play that they didn't mm-hmm. have a good plan, both offensively and defensively. Yes. They definitely miss Shane Steichen offensively. There's no question about that. And and when you look at it, listen, we're, we're talking about, a very, very, very successful organization that makes a lot of money. They're one of the top five NFL franchises in terms of revenue and in terms of value. And you have a quarter of a billion dollars invested in a quarterback. You made that decision. You better figure out, guys, just what you're doing with that quarterback. What is the plan? Who is the new offensive coordinator? And I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts needs to go in there and and get appro- and give his stamp of approval to whoever the offensive coordinator is. But these days in the NFL, you have to have a good coach-quarterback relationship with a young quarterback. Look what's going on in Houston. Look what's happening in Baltimore. Look at Bob Kraft's move in New England with the Patriots. He brings in Gerard Mayo, and Mayo says we got to open things up. we got to break down the silos. Those are really code words for saying we need to be open with our players, get feedback, and understand what they want going forward as much as what we want. Mm. You can't just impose things on young players. With players coming out of college now, guys, they feel like they have a sense of ownership. Why? Because they're getting money. They're getting 
NIL money in college. So when they come to the pros now, they feel like, hey, I've already been paid a little bit of money, in some cases a lot of money. I've been given ownership of my life. I want to be consulted. I want to have input. Good good recall, too. Great answer about what happened uh, before the game in that article that came down on ESPN.com about the issues in Philadelphia as well. Belichick to Atlanta, 80-20 or higher? Looks 80-20, right? Because he, st- he definitely wants to coach, and he's running out of options. Now, I think there's, there are certain places that he could still go, and Philadelphia might be one of them. <laughs> I'm not throwing it out there as a possibility yet, but, you know, here's the thing. I know Belichick. He wants to break Don Shula's record for the all-time winning NFL head coach. He wants to break the record quickly. He's not a young man. He wants to do it in a dignified way. I thought Jerry Jones would give him a shot. Yeah. I was shocked that they brought Mike McCarthy back uh, on a lame duck status in his fifth year. Going back to Sirianni, there's an important dynamic here. Sirianni is in the fourth year of a five-year deal. So if you bring Sirianni back and you stay to him and Howie Roseman, bring me some coordinators who are going to fix Jalen, fix the defense, those coordinators are going to want guarantees that Sirianni is going to be around for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be, you know, if they have yeah. options, they're, they're, going to, they're going to look at other places. So if I'm Sirianni, if I go into the meeting, and this is bold, but I would do this, I would say to Jeffrey Lurie, all right, you want me to come back? You trust me to fix this? You want me to bring in new offensive and defensive coordinators? Give me a two-year extension. Give me the moral authority to lead in the locker room so we can stop this grumbling. Yep, all very good. Follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Sal Palantonio, our guest. Where does Mike Vrabel end up? And what about Jim Harbaugh? I don't know where Mike Vrabel is going to end up, but somebody better hire Mike Vrabel because he's another one of these young head coaches that really does a great job of reaching players and communicating. Former players, especially on a defensive side, you see with D'Amico Ryan, see with Gerard Mayer, see with Antonio Pierce, see with Mike Vrabel. These guys speak the truth to these players. They played in the game at the highest possible level, won Super Bowls. So these these fellas, these coaches know how to communicate to young NFL players. Vrabel needs to get a job somewhere. Antonio Pierce, that where you are, mm-hmm. they need to hire him now. Don't wait around. You know, he's going to grow a little bit into the job. Mm-hmm. Antonio Pierce is a smart man. I've been around him a lot. He is a good communicator, very clear, very concise, understands the game. I mean, is he a, a Kyle Shanahan X's and O's guy on offense? No, he's not. That's not who he is. But is he a great leader? He absolutely is. Look at what's going on with Dan Campbell, another guy who is a gr- former NFL player who knows how to communicate with his players, and he's got this Detroit Lions team playing above its skis. So, I mean, the the trend is out there, gentlemen, to go out and get these great leaders and communicators who want at the highest level in the NFL game and put them in head coaching jobs. So Vrabel needs to get a job. Harbaugh, I think if the Chargers don't hire him, they're out of their minds. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, will he take it, though? I mean, are they gonna, is it going to be Michigan or the Chargers? What is it, 85-15? You know, I think it's a. I think it's like ninety ten. All right. Okay. I would say he's going to the. I would say he's got to go to the NFL. I agree with you. Okay. Now, how about this? I know there's. It's a tough way to do this with the schedule, but there's got to be a better way with the process. How concerned would you be if you're a uh, with the Detroit organization that Ben Johnson has four interviews in the next two days and Eric Glenn, Aaron Glenn, has two interviews? I would be concerned. I would definitely be concerned. I want to know how long away he's going to be from the organization, how much preparation he's put into it for sure. I mean, and you know, these, these guys, listen, you're in, you're in on a historic run in Detroit. Don't blow it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. Don't blow it. 
of all organizations again yes. to be going through this. Okay, so then. And let me let me finish. And oh, by the way, if Detroit goes on to the Super Bowl, the price goes up for Aaron Glenn. So he's got to be pretty. You know, that's another guy, and I know sure. Aaron Glenn very well. I know him very well. Uh, we used to play basketball together at Cortland State uh, in a media coach's game, and oh, uh, I, I really, I really respect Aaron Glenn. Great okay. coach, another great, another great communicator. So they go to the Super Bowl. Hey, put another zero. Put a, put a little more money right, on the pile. All right, Sal. About ninety seconds in this segment. Then sticking with this game. The Lions, it did touch seven last night here at Circa, where we broadcast from, came back to six and a half. In your opinion, is that still too high of a number? I think it is too high of a number. Uh, you know, I was in Todd Bowles' office. I went to visit it with him after he beat the Eagles on Monday night. I've known him forever. He went to Temple. I followed his career very closely, so I've known him for a long time. So I went into his office, knocked on the door, gave him three knocks, came in. <laughs> came in. He's sitting, he's sitting, he's sitting there. Just with a big smile on his face. And here's what I said to him. I said, you're not done blitzing, are you? He goes, nope. Yeah, why would he be? They're, they're going to they're gonna come after Jared Goff in that football game. They're going to try to disrupt, take the football away from the Lions. I think the number's too high. I do. Baker Mayfield is playing at a very high level right now. Very confident. Um, and, you know, when you look at 45 and 31 on that defense and the way they come through the A-gaps, that's a handful for that Detroit Lions team. So, yep. listen, I'm not saying the Bucks are going to win, but they're going to be in that game. Yep, don't disagree. What okay. a life. He knows bowls. He's Everybody playing basketball. Here. He's walking a dog with Flacco. He, he, I mean, know, he knows the code. You knock three times and that's it. You're going to get an answer. Uh, we'll continue here on Follow the Money. It's Vs and the Sports Betting Network. Sal Pal Antonio, the great Sal Pal uh, from ESPN with us. We'll get his thoughts on the other three games. As he called it, it's his favorite weekend of the year. I don't disagree with that either. Four games, massive uh, contests, obviously, with everything on the line. More with Sal Pal coming up next here on VEASAN. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. I'm on Tampa Bay. I'm with Uncle Sal on that one. More VEASAN Pro picks Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Promo code FTM. FTM and follow the money. will give you 10% off the annual subscription. Go get it now. So Sal is calling us from NFL Films. They do an incredible job. I think I saw this on your Instagram. You guys are up for like, what, seven awards this year? Congratulations. Well-deserved. Yeah, they do a magnificent job here at NFL Films. Started by Ed Sable and then his son Steve Sable took over as the artistic visionary for this place. Uh, if you ever get a chance to come to New Jersey, if you're on your way to AC or something, stop in and I will take you on a tour of NFL films. It is Hollywood East. It is a citadel of professional football. There's mm. artwork and trophies everywhere. It, it is, uh, in my opinion, one of the best pla- creative places to work in the whole country. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, in fact, a magnificent place. May not have been whatever it was. I saw it was like highest streaming shows or whatever. NFL films were involved in it on certain different platforms that carry uh, sports related content. Um, so you're going to be covering the Ravens game tomorrow in Baltimore against the Texans. This uh, number is now nine and a half and 43 and a half here. No Marlon Humphrey in this game. How big is that, in your opinion, for the Ravens? I think it is pretty big. You know, the one thing when you look at C.J. Stroud, and remember this about C.J. Stroud, 23 touchdown passes, only five interceptions, that TD interception ratio, number one in the NFL, and he's a rookie. So he gets rid of the ball quickly, on time and accurate. He led the NFL in 20-yard or more completions as a rookie. He hasn't thrown an interception or fumbled the football since week 12. The only quarterback in the league without a turnover since week 12 as a rookie. So CJ Stroud, say it loud, say it proud. The dude is for real. Totally. We're doing a big segment on the NFL matchup show, which airs Saturday morning ESPN two. Thank you for the plug. It's, it's, it's a great piece by Greg Cosell, my colleague, 
who's the quarterback guru and the founding father here at NFL Films at the show. He does a great job of showing the, the, the subtle play action of C.J. Stroud that allows him to make those completions downfield. He sucks in the safeties to the line of scrimmage with the play action and hits the ball deep, and it's something that the Ravens have been susceptible to because of Kyle Hamilton nosing around the line of scrimmage. You can hit a big play against the Ravens. I think the number's too high. I think the number's definitely too high. Now, it's going to be windy, Mm -hmm. heavy wind, major wind on Saturday. The snow's supposed to blow out of there. So, but both of these guys, Lamar Jackson and CJ Stroud have strong arms, but I think both of these teams will attempt to run the football in this game. So I do like the over under number. Okay. How about the late game? Can love do it again? This is ridiculous. A 21 to one touchdown INT ratio uh, going back and what he did against Dallas. Now you got the big boys off the bye. Uh, also nine and a half. What do you think of the Niners at home? Yeah, I think the Niners are boat racing. I really Whoa. do. I don't think that I do. Yeah, I, I think the Niners offense is too good for that uh, Green Bay defense. Listen, uh, the, here's the bottom line. I'm going to give you an analysis of this game in, in very few words. The Cowboys were not ready for the Packers. The Niners will be ready. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to I me. I agree with that. Yep. The um, The Packers, think about this for a second. On defense, they faced a bottom 10 schedule of offenses throughout the entire year. Mm -hmm. Who's number one in the entire league? San Francisco. I mean, they should be able to do whatever they want on offense. I think they should be able to do pretty much whatever they want. And, And, you know, the big thing is, you look at the Cowboys. They scored a lot of points at home. But Tony Pollard is not Christian McCaffrey. He's just not. Yep. And the way that they, the, you know, that outside zone stretch run game that Kyle Shanahan perfected from his father, Mike, is going to give the Packers fits. Uh, McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are going to be too much for the Packers defense, I think. How about the late game? And, and again, we have snow. This is a billion-dollar operation. I can't believe we can't hire professional snow removal people we got to go off to the regular regular Joe and ask him, can you shovel for $20 an hour? I mean, it's a fiasco in Buffalo, but what do you think? There are, there are some threes out there. If the, they've, they've been waiting for this. The last five meetings have been at Kansas City. Now they get them at home. What do you think of the Bills? Yeah, I think the weather is obviously a great equalizer here. And <clears throat> here's the thing about, and I, co- I have covered every single one of the Josh Allen-Patrick Mahomes matchups all in Kansas city in the playoffs. So let me tell you something. What happens is that Josh Allen decides late in the game that he's going to just take things over. And if he does that and doesn't turn the football over, I think he's playing better than Patrick Mahomes is right now. But if he turns the football over, then, you know, all bets are off. All bets are off. Kansas city's playing better. Steve Spagnolo is doing a really good job with his zone blitzes. And I just wonder about whether or not the Buffalo Bills offensive line can handle that pass rush all game long of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I think this will be a close game. The weather will be a great equalizer. The quarterback who turns the ball over, remember, look at look at the Kansas City numbers, how much they've turned the football over. Right. Look at ball, Buffalo's numbers, how much they've turned the football over. Both these teams will turn the ball over. The question is, who protects it better? I'd also say, Sal, that today's injury report on both sides of the ball for the Bills is enormous with all those guys that got banged up against the Steelers. And if those guys are going to miss practice again today and uh, questionable suddenly turns into doubtful, that's going to be huge in this game. Yeah, I do believe that. That's correct. You know, when you play the Steelers, it's not a car wreck. It's a truck wreck. It's yeah. amazing yeah. how physical that Steelers yep. team is, and they, they leave a lot of bodies in their in the wake. So I, I agree with you. That's a very good point. That's why I think this game will be close. I think the weather will be a great equalizer. I think the number one thing to watch is who's turning the football over the quarterback position. You know, when you get to the divisional round, the reason why I think the divisional round is the best 
is because you have these highly competitive games with quarter, all these young quarterbacks. Look at these young quarterbacks and how great they are playing. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the same when you get to the Elite Eight in the NCAA tournament. I always key on who's handling the foot the basketball. Who is the point guard? And I look at the turnovers of the point guard. If the point guard handles the ball well, he doesn't have to shoot it, but he can't turn the ball over. Same thing at the quarterback. Look at the turnovers for the quarterbacks, and that's going to be the key to who wins the football game at this level of the playoffs. Great spot as always today. When you're out here in a few weeks, and we're going to break bread Super Bowl week, and uh, you're breaking down the two teams involved playing at Allegiant Stadium for the big game, which two teams are we going to be talking about? Let's do that next week. Okay, we'll do that next week. No problem. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's fair. Uh, and just to get this, this is um, uh, a professional television tease, brother. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was. yeah. That's and we'll have we'll be down to four teams then, so it'll be easier at that point. Just to clean it up, um, and we talked about you being at NFL Films. Yeah, they had NFL Films involved in seven different projects that reached number one on different platforms in 2023 in terms of streaming: ESPN Plus, Netflix, Max, Roku, and Prime Video. That tells you how strong. The, the content is at NFL Film Sales. So we thank you for taking some time out of your week and today specifically working on NFL Films and uh, coming on the show today. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you guys. You're terrific. I love your questions. I love your energy. I love being on the show. Thank you. Yep. Be good. Enjoy thank the you, game sir. tomorrow. And we'll see you out here in a couple of weeks. Um, there you go. Sal Palantonio. Friday is now all of a sudden with uh, Vito's son. What a life. I played basketball with Aaron Glenn. I know <laughs> They know, are three knocks with bulls walking the dog with Flacco lives in my neighborhood I know, I know. off the couch. Love the stories. Well, some of those matchup shows uh, when you get when you get Sal Pal in there with Greg Cosell, Greg Cosell is phenomenal, has been for as long as I can remember, breaking down games, looking at quarterbacks, the play overall, uh, tremendous stuff out of there. So I know, man, he thinks uh, too many points in the Buccaneers game. Put, put the games to the side for two seconds. Yeah. You're Jeffrey Lurie. What do you do today? Belichick's out there. You don't think Belichick would want the Eagles job? How much he wants the record? Probably get it in a couple years there, yeah. as opposed to going somewhere else. He just went to this. They just went to the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that's you know what happened last time we were in this situation. Peterson came in. He didn't like his game plan and what he was going to do with the coordinators, and he, out he went. Could it happen to uh, Sirianni today? Yeah. Do we know if Sirianni's a good coach? Like, like Sal Pell said, oh. it's an incredible organization. They have now, like, think about the team that they put together over the last couple of years and compared to the team they had that won the Super Bowl. A lot of different personnel. Um, and they were able to make, you know, runs like that. They won it once, been there twice. That's not easy to do when you look across the league. Up next, yep. uh, we'll touch on how teams have done in same-season rematches. A heavy favorite is 5-20 and 20 ATS in their last 25. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSN. Welcome in. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. As always, this show is brought to you by DraftKings. And uh, every single Friday at this time, our buddy, uh, the great Adam Chernoff, joins the program with the Simple Handicap podcast. Uh, free write-ups during the football season with the Right Angle Sports app as well. He's on X at Adam Chernoff. Good morning, pal. How you been? Good morning. We're running out of games, guys. Only yeah. seven to go. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's down to the wire. So typically... It's uh, tough to have an opinion on the games when it right would get down to only four for a weekend. But you have like an yes. opinion on all of them this weekend, which is good. And let's start with the early game that we have tomorrow. Um, and as I said before the break, the two games that we have on Saturday, both home teams laying nine and a half points in the early game. Too many here for Baltimore or not enough? Not enough. Uh, I was actually surprised it ended up opening south of 10. And I think it kind of reflects what the similarities are between both of these Saturday games. We have the one seeds off extra rest playing teams that have young quarterbacks off of perfect weekends last week. And so it's been an interesting kind of thing to watch online is I feel like personally, there's been more sentiment made for the dogs and against teams getting the buy, which is typically the biggest home field advantage you see of the entire season. So uh, in this game, I like Baltimore laying anything less than 10. And, and I believe it's going to come from the defensive side as the big advantage for them. Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator, has seen C.J. Stroud twice way back in the debut in the regular season, but also back in, in college when he held Ohio State when he was working with Michigan to their lowest offensive output of that entire season just two years ago. And now this is going to be round three. And I know, Polly, I heard you talking about it. Say, like, hey, week one doesn't matter. What happened in college doesn't matter. And I get that. And I would say, okay, we know who Bobby Slowick is. He comes from the Shanahan system. Baltimore has played two teams that run that same system, Mike McDaniel and the 49ers back on Christmas Day. Mike McDonald had the answer for both of those offenses. So he has shown that he can shut down the scheme. I think that matters a ton. I think this is a big step up in class for Stroud and this Texans offense mm -hmm. going on the road to play this defense. And if there's any little wind hanging around, we're seeing 15 to 20 miles per hour. Yep. That's going to hinder some of those deep shots Houston's been so effective with. So for me, I like Baltimore in this game at less than 10. Uh, I think it should be 10 or higher. Okay, I wanted to follow up here then with the Marlon Humphrey injury. He's out of this game. When he missed the first three games this year, he played against C.J. Stroud. They did, the Ravens did. C.J. Stroud's first ever start. Week two was Joe Burrow, not close to 100%. Week three was Anthony Richardson, third ever start. They allowed in those three games 184 yards per game to wide receivers, which over the full season would rank 31st in the NFL. So you're saying like the wind overall, McDonald as well, that's going to outweigh Humphrey being uh, out of this game? I, I think the familiarity, it's it's going to be a huge loss. So there's no getting around that. There's no question. You don't have Humphrey back there. It's a big loss for sure. I think a couple things negate it. One, if there is the wind, like you said, I think that that is going to impact deep balls for both sides. So I think that that's going to kind of narrow the game down offensive wise. We're also, I think, for me personally, really leaning on the scheme of McDaniel and what that has done against these other offensive schemes that are so familiar. I think that matters a ton. And just the way that he is able to be so multiple with his coverages. When you look at the Ravens, dead split league-wide man zone coverage, he mixes it up so well. I think he can scheme around that loss. And so no question not having him out there is significant. But I, I really, really high on this Ravens defense this week. Yep, all great points. And it was phenomenal a phenomenal job last week. But Stroud did it against the worst defense in the league, at least on road games, uh, how bad Cleveland's been on the road. Same thing in the night game, right? Love was awesome. They blew out Dallas, the public team. The dog's going to get support going against the one seed. What do you think of uh, San Francisco also laying almost 10? So I, I, it's a very similar handicap for me. I like San Francisco at less than 10 in this game. And it was another game that I was surprised to see open on the other side. And I can't help but think there's, there's quite a big bump being given here for the Packers as there is the Texans based on what we saw them do last week. To me, the difference in last week's game was how Dan Quinn and the Cowboys were unwilling to adjust, which was pretty crazy to see. Green Bay ran a ton of plays from heavy personnel packages, two mm -hmm. tight ends or more on the field. 
gave Love a little bit of extra time in the pocket. And then LaFleur, I mean, he just embarrassed Dan Quinn with some of his play calls and the routes that he was running. And the crazy thing was Dallas kept five, six defensive backs on the field for the majority of the game. Yeah. They did not adjust at all yep. to defend what Green Bay was having success with on offense. And the Packers just ran it on them all game. And so it was it was bizarre to me to see Dan Quinn in that game not do anything to adjust. I think it made the Packers offense look better than they are. And what I see as a big matchup disadvantage this week is if Green Bay is going to operate from those same personnel groupings, San Francisco's top five against all of it. One of the best linebacker coverage units in the entire NFL. If you get a situation where they're trying to do the similar, where they've had so much success this season, I don't think it is going to work nearly as much as it did last week. What's crucial here is San Francisco ends up getting the lead. I think Paulie, you said pre-show, Shanahan said he's going to defer. We know LaFleur wants to get out and get the ball. He's been great on scripted plays early. Getting the lead is so vital for yes. Green Bay yep. because it keeps their ground game alive where San Francisco's a little bit vulnerable. If the 49ers get that early stop in the game, end up getting a score and Green Bay has to play catch up, they're not catching up. And so I think this early mm. portion of the game is so vital. Uh, but for me, I still like San Francisco. How big is the Jair Alexander news that we get today on the injury report? And I'll tie that into your level of concern overall with Brock Purdy. Any time that I see a guy like Alexander labeled as hopeful to play, that's pretty concerning. We're seeing the Bills throw around hopeful quite a bit. Um, and so I, I think that that's lending everything that is being said to make me believe he's less likely to play than he is likely. You're probably looking at a 60-40 no shot based on how everything's being worded right now. That news is going to be significant because if you take Alexander out, they already lost a big name at outside linebacker last week in the Dallas game. There's some pieces missing. You drop your top corner. You lose a little bit of run support. McCaffrey's going to have a monster game, and Purdy's going to be very comfortable in the pocket. Talking to Adam Chernoff, all the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. He's with the Simple Handicap Podcast. Does a great job. Follow him on X. We love talking to him every Friday during the football season. Professional sports better. Frank B is concerned. You're concerned. We'll get the player perspective coming up with Mike Pritchard. What do you think of Ben Johnson with four scheduled interviews in the next two days? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Four interviews. I wish I knew what this had an impact on for these games where coordinators did this. I don't have an answer for it, and it's something that's pretty hard to go back and look at. But I just, I'm going to be curious to hear what he has to say coming up after this, because I, I saw that news and I'm like, how can you do four interviews within 48 hours of kickoff on Sunday? It has to matter somewhat. It's the biggest job of your life. Yep. I don't know what it entails time wise, but man, I, I, I think that that matters uh, when you have to do four of them within 48 hours of kickoff. Okay. Uh, I agree. Seven showed yesterday back down to six and a half here at circle. What do you think of the early game and Detroit? I like the Buccaneers getting the points. I think defensively what they do well, generate pressure, bring a lot of blitzes. I think that that can work against Jared Goff. The other thing they do very well, especially now that they're healthy, is defend the run. The Eagles may be a dead team. That's a very good offensive line up front. And the Buccaneers were pushing them around. And so if that takes away this run support that the Lions have had and working for them so well over the last couple of months, I think that's really going to hinder the Lions offense. And if Goff is forced to throw a little bit more, I think the Buccaneers can get pressure on him. On the other side, the Lions defense, probably the worst unit on the field offense or defense in this game. And you're asking me for, to bet on that defense to cover nearly a touchdown. Seems like too much to me in this spot. So I like the Buccaneers getting six and a half here. In these first three games, then uh, any player props that you like? Uh, I would look at Odell Beckham Jr. receiving yards over in that Baltimore game. He's in the low 30s. He's going to be the main guy for Baltimore in the pass game outside of Zay Flowers. I think that that price is going to be too short. McCaffrey numbers are all through the roof. But against that Joe Barry defense, I think McCaffrey can find a lot of success too. So those are two guys that I would look at specifically. Okay. Uh, we have two minutes here in this segment. Do you want to hit the Bills Chiefs here or do you want to save it? Let's, let's do it. Okay. Then it is. I'm looking right now at the screen. Bills are minus three, even money. Got to pay uh, the 20 cents, obviously, with the Chiefs at one spot here in town and nationally. That's at Caesars and William Hill. Two and a half other spots. Are you interested at all in the three? 
Uh, definitely interested in the three with Kansas City. Uh, it's been lingering two and a half, but if you can see yep. the three, got to take the Chiefs in this one. Uh, we saw them switch their offense before the Cincinnati game. There was a meeting done by the team. They switched around the offensive focus, simplified play calls. The emphasis has been getting out of the huddle very quickly, getting to the line of scrimmage with around 15 seconds left on the play clock. They've had their two quickest games snap per play in the last two weeks. They've also had two of their biggest offensive outputs. Last week against Miami, biggest offensive output in more than three months. I think that that matters a lot. I don't think that that's fully being accounted for in this game. And obviously the Miami injuries mattered a lot. As it looks right now for Buffalo, my predictions would be Benford, Bernard, as well as Rapp and Spectre, both miss. So you're getting multiple key mm. losses at the linebacker and defensive back level. And Kansas City is just going to the guys they trust. Pacheco, Kelsey, Rice, all of those guys thrive over the middle of the field. And that's where the Bills are going to be hurt most. I saw Mason Rudolph all of a sudden look very comfortable in the pocket once those guys started going down. I think Mahomes looks the same. I think Kansas City offensively shows better. I have very few questions about their defense. And getting three points here on the road, I think, is too many going into Buffalo. Excellent breakdown. I want to ask you coming up next, too, about looking for player props, because you've brought this up a couple of times on the show and other stuff that you do as well, looking for player props in games for some of these games. And I gave up, uh, gave out a couple of examples earlier in the show. I'll run that by you. And you're also going to rank the remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs and coaches. That's coming up next here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Let's Network. Do it. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 